Today, I talk with Nandar Matari, and she talks about bringing leaders and professionals into the new age and becoming evolutionary leaders. It's the leaders that we need for the future. And we talk about meditation. We talk about self-care. We talk about caring for the, the employees and caring for the vendors. And we talk about how leaders can lead their organizations in a holistic, transformational way. You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It is great to be here. And today, we're talking with Nandar Matari. Nandar is a meditation coach and trainer that helps transform ambitious entrepreneurs and high-achieving professionals into evolutionary leaders. Welcome to the show, Nandar. Thank you very much, Joe, for having me today. It is great to have you here. And tell us, where do you hail from today? I am right now in my holiday visiting my family in Singapore. Currently, I'm living in Switzerland, but I work with people from New York City and, yeah, you would say European and also Asia via Zoom, that is, <laughs> like everyone right now. And, and let's see. Now, we're recording this in, mm-hmm. in the month of April, and it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're in transition from winter to summer. What's the weather like in Singapore today? Yeah, the weather is a little bit cloudy, and it was very hot. I arrived uh, a couple of three uh, days, was very sunny and very steamy. Um, today is very cloudy, and the weather is mild. But because it is in the equator, so Singapore is always the temperature between 25 degrees Celsius to 31 or 2. So I would say today is about 25, so it is pleasant. Okay, that's nice. Yes. So we have so much to talk about today. Um, just just a really enjoyed conversation with Nandar and, and before we got on here. And, and um, so let's jump right into it. Nandar, how did you become a meditation coach and trainer to professionals and entrepreneurs? Yeah. That is a very good question. I didn't train myself um, intentionally, so to speak, to become a meditation coach and trainer, but it is a part of how I live. I was born and grown up in Myanmar, so it is a Southeast Asia country, and currently we have war. So we are under the colony of Britain for uh, Britain of the England for a long time. Then after that, we have a civil war and we re- really never made that democracy country. So we have a very limited um, infrastructure and also resources. And so when I was young, my mother it was very ambitious. She is a tiger mom and she wanted me um, to become the straight A students, you know, to become a doctor. So only the straight A students can become a doctor. So she pushed me all the time. So I was under stress. 
So my physics teacher told me that, you know, that the stress and anxiety can be cured through this meditation because she was at the seven-day meditation retreat. So I was only uh, 15 years young at that time. So I talked to my mom, mom, I want to meditate because I'm stressed all the time. And she told me that it is not the job of the you know young children, only the adults or even the old people go and meditate in the monastery. You don't have to do it, but I want to try it. And she uh, insists. And after my high school, when I was turned 16, I went to the monastery. I shaved my hair. I stayed in the monastery for 27 days. It was in 1993 for 29 years ago. And I started meditating in the monastery. So it was my longest and the hardest retreat that I ever had. And But I found that techniques that will help me to become the master of my life and my mind. I knew that back then. So fast forward 20 years later. So I was in a Germany. I'm leading my team, um, you know, uh, in the financial consulting uh, company. So the people uh, have all these stress and all these anxiety. They couldn't sleep at night. And they come to me and ask me, how do you make sales? How, how can you make all of those, you know, um, performance, uh, though you are not a German and uh, you, you become a team leader and so on. I said that I take care of myself. You have to meditate. And also, you know, when you are calm and confident, you have to present all those to the clients. So that will make you sales. So I started teaching them to meditate in 2010, right? Like in 12 years ago. And it really changed uh, how they act and how to they present into the, you know, in, in, in the, with the clients and so on. With that, and like in 2014, I decided myself, you know, to become this full-time meditation coach and trainer because I tried so many times, I become a team leader, and then later on, I become a sales manager in the financial services company as well. But whenever I make the next sales, the next jump, but I didn't feel fulfilled. And I mm. felt that, okay, if there is something wrong. So, I mean, I also become more and more spiritually developed and I was ready to make a uh, you know, the next transformation for myself and to do something which is coming from my mind and from my heart, you know, from my heart, I mean, and so not from my mind. So that's why I chose to become meditation coach and trainer in Germany, Frankfurt in 2014, March. So it has been eight years journey and I'm growing. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is quite a journey. And it sounds like you found your passion after 20 years in the financial service industry, you found your passion. And, and it's, it's interesting to me that your passion sprung from what you had been doing already. You had been meditating so long, and that became then something that you became very good at. And, and you know from living that experience and formed your business based on that experience. And in my world, we call that the keys, K-E-E, -E, mm -hmm. knowledge, experience, and expertise. And, mm -hmm. you know, Nandara, I'm a longtime meditator also and have seen many benefits from meditating. I, I'm not always consistent, uh, sometimes twice a day, sometimes once every couple days, um, but it is so refreshing and so renewing. I feel like it's like taking a vacation in 20 minutes and just yeah. letting go of that stress. You know, and, and I know a lot of people meditate and there's a lot of talk about meditation and different styles of meditation. So there, there are many different mm -hmm. styles of meditation that I think everyone can adapt 
to their life if they have an interest in doing so. You don't need to go to a mm-hmm. monastery, right? Just asking. Yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> you don't need to uh, go, you know, but it's a very intense and very proper way to learn to meditate. Mm-hmm. So I would say that there are three forms of what the people, how the people can start to meditate. The first thing is you go to the retreat or the, you know, weekend retreat could be, or, and this is a very good moment or seminar, you would say, and like weekends or maybe one week or even the one month as you can, right? So I wouldn't suggest you start one month, maybe like weekend would be great and so that you really in touch with that energy of the peace and the love meditation is not only about learning the theory it also about copying the energy of love peace and calm mm. and how to train yourself your mind body and spirit to get into that vibe so that you can train yourself again when you are at home so the first way is to go to the seminar or the weekend or even in the monastery because they have a few souls of this piece. And the second way is to use the guided meditation, right? I also teach uh, this guided meditation because the guided meditation is the go-to because our, we have a monkey mind always hopping yes. from one place to another. So the guided meditation is the best. And it's the a, great, it's a is, great place to start. I think the guided meditation is a great place to start because to... To void your mind of all thought, like many meditation right. techniques ask you to do, is difficult. It's not easy in the beginning. So guided meditation can be very helpful. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're Number right. three. Yeah. Number three of learning to meditate is about having the meditation teacher, of course, because the meditation teacher must have gone through his or her own experience of meditation, mm. and he or she knows and um, what are the mind traps and how we can overcome all these things. So there are three ways that the people can really start to meditate. And maybe I can also explain the four different types of meditation. So if you would like to know. Maybe just a sentence on each of those, because we've got so much more to talk about. I know. So I mean, I I will keep it short. There are four types, like, like the body meditation, mind meditation, emotional meditation, and the wisdom meditation. There are four parts. So the yoga is the body meditation. Some people, if they do it yoga regularly, so you, they are doing the meditation. You are doing the meditation already. So there are qigong, tai chi, and body scanning. These all are body meditation. Second is the mind meditation. They call it transcendental meditation, TM, which is also very popular in America. So this is all about concentrating on the mind, reciting one mantra or the visualization to calm our mind. The third is emotional meditation. It is very good one, but only this monastery or the people, um, only a few people can teach that because if you tap into the emotion, it's difficult because a lot of people are running away from their emotion. But if you can do that and release that, that is a huge one. And the fourth is the wisdom meditation to understand the principle and the universal laws in our body. Mm. So this is the, I learned that mainly from the Buddhist monastery and also the Hinduism teach that, Eckhart Tolle teach that as well. Yes. So this, there are four types in general where the people can learn those meditations. Yes, yes. And um, I think each person must, must feel guided from an inner sense, like, a, like an inner guide to direct them and what makes more sense to them. But let's talk about the advantages of meditation and how that helps to transform leaders and entrepreneurs into what you call evolutionary leaders. So maybe 
you let's start where you want to. I, I want to know how the meditation helps and how you use that to help them become evolutionary leaders. But I also want to know the definition of evolutionary leaders. That's beautiful. So um, the first thing for us is meditation really changed our brain. It is a scientific, it is scientifically proved when we meditate and when our mind or our brain hit to the beta brainwave, we form a new neural path in our brain. And the left brain and right brain come together. The logical part and the, uh, and the feelings comes together. Mm -hmm. Then in that type of 15 minutes of uh, how many minutes that you're meditating, you become like a child that you are um, under this three years old. So you're very formable and your new character can be formed under three years old, right? And that is why the meditation is the tool where the logic and the senses coming together and it changed our brain, it changed the way of our feelings, it changed the way of our acting. So if you meditate regularly, you make the transformation by yourself on regular basis. So that is the general level of the how this brain can change scientifically and also how it changed the character. That is why when the people start meditating, I would say that there are five levels of development that the people go through. The first stage is they started noticing when they get stressed. And, you know, then they also know how to control that. Of course, then later on, they come to understand where all these stress come from and they can control this stress as well and the second level is the letting go of the negative thoughts pattern which is not you know contributing to their happiness and that is the second stage what happens when they meditate right the third stage is they find the self-love and self-acceptance you know and that is the make them make them free they have more joy and more happiness in their life the fourth stage is they see the norm of the society and they see also see their truth which is important for them and so they also see the two troops that is at that time i also left the company and actually i i saw that thing from the very beginning so that if you see the your own truth and if you see the norm normally the people are living the norm and they also see themselves i'm not i'm the odd one out i cannot be that norm but in the reality is that is the social norm or the manipulation that is given to us from the society so the people can really live their own truth and they feel more freedom and the fifth stage is they feel the total freedom in their heart. And so they are not uh, dependent. Their happiness is not dependent on the money that you have or the relationship status or the position that you have in the, or the even the house, the car, and out, outside the shiny object is not really affecting their state of mind. They, they know how their value and they know how to live that from that core freedom. That is also how I coach people bit by bit by teaching my 15 minutes guided meditation and by teaching the spiritual laws. They make all those developments by themselves and they become the evolutionary leader. Okay. And what is an evolutionary leader? Why do we need evolutionary leaders today? Yes. That is a very good question. The fact is we are now going through the evolution, as we all know, that people are looking for the answer where they can find that clarity because they know that they are not feeling happy though they have the food to eat they have everything right the shiny objects in the room but they are not really happy the people are looking for that inner uh, fulfillment right the evolution is the first stage we started with this stone age right after the fire we uh, we have started developing this agricultural age then we develop into the industrial age 
that after this industrial and mass production, and it becomes faster when we have this informational age, when the people are, you know, uh, grabbing and uh, consuming all this information. And the fifth stage that we are now moving towards is called spiritual evolutionary age. It's me. We can also achieve to this evolutionary age and evolutionary leader when they know that we are the same. A lot of people say that we are the same, you are the same, but we still are a little bit different because you are more money than me, or you are the white and I'm the black, or I'm the, I'm the Asian and you're the Latino. But because we are just living in that five-dimensional wall of being able to control and be whatever you have outside of it. The evolutionary leaders see the real truth. It's beyond that shiny object outside of them. And so that they come to know that we, I can only be happy if I make other people happy. If the other people are sad around me, I will also be sad. So when they also go through all this manipulative stage and when they also find that core inner freedom inside of them, they also want the same for the other people. Yes. In that things, they lead from that inner truth of the freedom. And that is that in that form, the, our world will become that evolutionary spiritual age where the people will find our, our value in, from connecting our heart and building the community, not you know, sticking onto that, you done that to me and all this history, all these things were gone and we'll be able to come together in a harmonious world. That is what I'm striving for. That sounds like uh, like paradise in a way. Yes. And, you know, in, and I believe in a very real sense, we are all connected and we see what's going on in the world today and, and how the world has gathered together for a cause. Um, that's a very sad thing that's happening. Um, but it seems like we are together in this. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter your political leanings or your, your religious leanings. What's happening over in Eastern Europe is so large and so, so terrible that it brings us together. And it's, it's almost sad that it takes something like this to bring us together because we see if our neighbor is hungry and we are not, and we have plenty of food, we should help our neighbor. But we should help our neighbor, I believe, in providing opportunity. Opportunity for them to express themselves, opportunities for them to be themselves, opportunities for them to achieve as much as they want or, or stay at a level that is uh, sufficient for security, uh, food, and shelter. Um, as an evolutionary leader, what can one do to begin to, to move in that direction? Um, because we're all starting where we are, right? And we all have our own yeah. path to follow. But if someone wants to become more of a, of a leader of tomorrow or an evolutionary leader, what can they do? They can work on themselves. The reality is there is no outside or the inside world. We all are, we are one. The outside world that we are having on seeing outside of the conflict and discrimination is because there are a lot of people who are living in this separation and the conflict inside of us as well. So there are one saying from the author saying that the Hitler and also Mahatma Gandhi is inside of me. So then I just said that, okay, I can agree with that Mahatma Gandhi, right? But I cannot agree myself with this Hitler. 
but and the reality is you know i have this like hitler who are like to discriminate other people and i also have like with mahatma gandhi who want who want to have see the world peace and the reality is we each an individual of us holding that different grudges and different thoughts and also the good and bad intention inside of us and by accepting all those good and bad side in us and without finding the conflict and trying to say that whatever i see outside is the reflection of who i am and so that i will be walking on my anger i'll be walking on my grief i'll be walking on everything that is happening inside of me and by being able to let go of all these negative thoughts feelings and emotions and all the growl and then forgive ourselves and forgive other people that is the real truth and the real peace can be born inside of us and with that peace and with that clarity we'll be able to build a new world outside of us that's why each and individual can be the evolutionary leader if you find the evolution in us so finding it inside of you Um, I've often yeah. felt like I am a conglomeration of contradictions inside of myself. Mm -hmm. I want world peace. I love peace, but I also want to be able to protect myself and my family physically if danger were to come our way. And I find that mm -hmm. contradictory, but I, I find that okay. Now, do I not have my two brains on, um, communicating together there? Or is that kind of contradiction something that you're saying I need to learn how to live with and accept? The thing is that this is a contradiction world in our head because we think that I want to have a world peace. If I want the peace, I'll have to accept everything that other people did to me. So if the people some come and cut, want to cut my throat or kill my family, I just have to let go and accept them as they as they did it to me. No, I'm, I didn't mean that. You know, you just have to protect, right? And if the, someone come and you know tell you the bad things or want your stuff, and you just have to protect yourself verbally or physically as well. Or maybe you just have to run away if you do not would like to fight into that. But it is a different scenario. But in the reality, is nobody is coming and fight us in the in in that uh, how do you call it in our home, and everybody is happy. But this fighting is happening in our brain. Mm. And you told me that in in the East Europe is happening the war, and uh, East Europe is not happening in the war. It is happening in your brain. It is not happening in my brain. Or that there are a lot of people who are living in the jungle who does not look at the television. They don't know that war is happening, right? A lot of people do not know that the Burmese war is happening, and a lot of people get killed by, uh, you know, throwing the bomb on these villages. You know, the people who does not have anything at all, and nobody knows that. Why? My country has no oil. Our country is no Russian, and. Then the people are not making that huge drama out of it. With that, a lot of people just not know. So what I would like to say is that there are people always trying to manipulate our brain to feel certain thoughts, to put a certain uh, pattern of you know mindset in our brain. And that is what I would like to say. It is to make to shut it off that noises and the conflict inside us, and to come out of our brain and to that larger, I mean, world worldly effect. And we have to live here and now and how you treat to yourself, how you treat to your neighbor, 
how you treat to your vendors or the customer. That is the things what we have to start it with the small skill. Right. So in that form, it's about living the peace from here and now and not in that worldly concept is what I mean about this evolutionary leader. Okay. Because one of the conflicts I see in business is we want our business to be profitable, but we also want mm -hmm. to take care of our employees. But if I, if I take care of my employees in, in a big, big, big way, I limit the profit from the company. And there are external um, influencers and external um, folks who have an interest in the profit. So mm -hmm. how does one balance the profit and taking care of the people that are working for them and their vendors and their customers? Because there must be a balance in there somewhere, right? Yeah, it uh, it also depends. At last, is that the people receive what they what they hope for. For example, what do you think that? For example, you think that you might need ten thousand dollars to survive or thrive. You know, it is just a number that is coming up in my brain because you you have the car. You just think that you want to send your um, you know children to the good school, right? And and you also want to travel to sometimes. So for the employee is that by having all of that, you know, then the 10,000 is the minimum that, that somebody must have, right? But maybe that the employees, many think that 5,000 or 3,000 is more than enough. So I do not want like to get all the cars because I have to repair that. I do not want that. And I also do not um, have the kids. You know, they can also stay with me and I want to take care and nurture that make the homeschool. And, and he or she also will eat only vegetables because it is out of my ethic. And I would like to plan my own. And I want to enjoy my time of this, you know, agricultural thing. And that is the way how I want to live. So in Atlas is that everybody has a different way of, you know, living their life. It's me. I mean, having the money itself is money is the very low denominator of showing the wealth. So how you are using the wealth, you know, how you are using the money and in which intensity that we live is this how you are taking care of your client. So you can also decide how much money you would like to make for yourself and also how much you want like to take care of your employees. And a lot of people think that by giving a lot of money to other people, you are taking care of the other people. But most of the people want is the acknowledgement and the friendship and the smiling, smiling, and then real, really care for the other people' well-being. That is much more needed than the money itself. That is why. So I would be saying that you can decide, or every employee can decide, but we have to look beyond the money. Yes, it's so important, and and I think the definition of success is changing. The definition of success is no longer the, the big, big house and the big car and, 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 and the huge vacation. The definition of success is, is being happy, being satisfied and being happy and, and being a contributor and getting satisfaction from knowing that you're, you're a contributor to good things all over. And mm -hmm. that is another subject for a long conversation, right? Um, yeah. But we're coming yeah. to... Coming to the end here, Nandar, and, and I'd like to ask if you have any final words or any mm -hmm. action, actionable takeaways for our listeners today. Yeah, I will give you the, some easy and simple meditation 
and mindfulness activities because a lot of people are sitting in front of the computer or listening or on telephone most of the time and they don't really feel their body because we know that we have the we have the body so i wanted you that if you are really feeling down or whatever you just roll your shoulder back or maybe stress a little bit and to really calm yourself in your body and then i wanted you to really wrap it off left and right hand and then feel make a fire in your palm and see that you feel the warmth in your palm and put it on your chest left and right and give really a love and deep appreciation to yourself and just close your eyes a little bit and feel your palm and giving yourself love and emotions and say to yourself may i be happy may i be free May I be free from all kinds of suffering. May I be peaceful and may I be free. So it is a short prayer and you just give to yourself the short prayer. So because there is no inside and outside that everything that you're giving to you and you are also giving back to the world. So that is the easy and simple loving kindness meditation for me. Very nice. And I appreciate that. And, and I know a lot of our listeners will also. Nandar, how can someone get in touch with you if they want to know more about you and about what you do and, and how you help people transform into evolutionary leaders? Thank you very much for asking. So um, the best way is by following me on LinkedIn because a lot of my clients are also the entrepreneurs and the professionals from New York City, America and from all over the world. So you can find this with my name, Nanda Matari, and you will find the uh, LinkedIn profile and just connect me there or follow me and do it. I post every day except Sunday. So you will see all my posts sharing my universal laws, the techniques of mindfulness, meditation, and to overcoming the mental health. And the second thing is uh, I have a YouTube channel. So I posted that testimonials by my uh, wisdom as well on mm -hmm. LinkedIn. And of course, on our website is the uh, Matari Meditations with S.com. So I think that the people can see the link down below and uh, with the joke, they'll be, you know, a a posting on that. And that's all about it. Yeah, we'll have the links um, written down below. If you're watching the video, you've already seen those. And if you're listening, they'll be in the show notes. Nadar, yeah. thank you so much for spending your time and sharing your wisdom today. I, I have thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you very much for having me today. Thank you. Bye-bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex dash able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.